Let's go to the new series today. When I say new, it's something I've been talking about a long time. Y'all, y'all, it's awfully quiet in here. But I guess that's just the way it is. You're listening. But, uh, guys, you can be full of religion and you can be religious and you can be saved, and, but you can also be religious acting. And I tell you what, it's off-putting to most people. It's off-putting to lost people. You understand what I'm saying? Well, yeah, it, I'm just telling you. It can be your mannerisms. It can be your judgmental spirit that comes out. It's just not the best thing in the world. Here's what people need. They need to see that you're a real person. Can you say real person? A real person, okay? When stuff happens, they don't expect you to walk on water. All right? I mean, I'm serious. Stuff happens. I call it crap happens in life. How do you respond? I mean, I know we have the Holy Spirit. Greatest he that's in you. He's, and I understand that. But guys, we're still real. Did I lose you or not? Okay, we think we're going to win the world by being supermen or superwomen. That's not the deal. The deal is being real. Now, being real, though, being real but filled, real but filled with the Spirit. And to be able to live life and have God impact your life. But you're never going to get there just by the religious path. You really need to be real. What do I mean by that? Living a life of what? You need to help me. Now, this first crowd was loud. I don't know what happened to you. Living a life of what? It was a different message, though. They might have liked it better, the first one. Totally different subject. But living a life of transparency, that's what we're talking about. When you buy that T-shirt, you put that T-shirt on you, that's what we mean, real. Living a life of transparency. I'm not ashamed of Christ. I'm not ashamed of that. But also, I'm not ashamed of who I am. Okay? Why do you need to hide who you are? Your past, your struggles, it's okay. Right? Yes or no? Did Jesus call people with, that were screwed up to his, to, his, to his ministry, to his world? Yes or no? Sure he did. But somehow we try to clean them up before you can do. What is that about? Come to the Lord. Come to the Lord. Come to the Lord. Amen? He loves you just as you are. He wants to make, he wants to make uh, I don't want to use the word trophies, but he, love, he just does love showing off his grace. You know? My mama was a drunk. And how many times do I get to talk about mama now? Amen? Mama was a drunk, man. But she came to Christ watching Billy Graham on TV and going to church. And that was her story, her life. And that, that's a powerful story. But I think Mama was ashamed. Why ashamed? God saved you from that hellhole. Amen? Say. Shout it from the mountaintops. Amen. Living a life of transparency. Let's talk about it. Let's just see what we can find. Here we go, Raj. What we got going? We're going to look at Peter today. The man Peter. In the first service, we're studying the man Paul. Alright? Just think about it. Two leading figures in the New Testament. Two leading men in the New Testament. Now, I know we could say John, but technically speaking, it's Peter and Paul. Peter was chosen to be the leader of the disciples. Is that, is that true? Yes or no? Flat out the truth. Okay? And uh, you see Peter standing up in the book of Acts. It's Peter, the spotlight shines on, that denied the Lord. Did all of the disciples forsake Jesus in his hour on the cross? Yes or no? Yes, every one of them did. But who gets the spotlight shined on? Guess who? Peter. Peter. He's the leader that Jesus chose to be the leader of the disciples, the one that would stand out front to be the mouthpiece that would start in Jerusalem, that movement called the Church of Jesus Christ, amen? 
not of Latter-day Saints, okay? Got that? Yes or no? All right, that's like an add-on somewhere. It's sort of crazy, all right? But anyway, back to this. So Peter was the leader. And then Paul came along later, and he was the leader that God chose to take the gospel to the Gentiles. That was the plan. Paul wrote 13 books of the New Testament. It's incredible. So the two people he chose, what I find interesting, and I love this about God, the leaders he chooses in the Bible, he does not spare showing their warts and wrinkles. But in church, we're like, ooh, 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 what would they think of me? Who gives a rip? Say, be real, man. God, God chose people that had problems. Peter had some problems. We're going to talk about it. But Paul had problems. Paul, Peter was an unreligious guy, basically. He was a fisherman. That's who he chose. But Peter was real. Who was Paul? You couldn't get more religious than him. So he chose a religious guy. But he was a religious guy who was lost. But he became a person who was real. So he chose these two guys to be the spotlight, the leaders that we can see in our scriptures that are the real dudes. And that's who we need to be. We need to be real. So I'm doing Paul in the first service in case you want to come to that or check it out online. And we'll go do Peter in the second service. Riding two different tracks, same train. Real. Amen? So here it is. Peter. Can you say this title with me? From what? Hearing to what? Now help me one more time. You'll learn something if you talk to me. It will help you. Peter, say it with me one more time. From what? Hearing to what? And you'll see why I say that in a little bit. Let's keep looking. From hearing to rock solid. Let's go to the message. So do you know what real means? Let's look at the word. It means not false. Where do you find this stuff? It's called the dictionary, okay? I got one. Not false. Real. But so many people who claim to be Christians are full of bull. If you live with them, you see them, you talk to them, it's like, what? I don't want none of that. Real means not false. Real means what? Say it with me. It's the real thing. Amen? That's what I want to be, the real thing. You might not like me, but when you don't like me, guess who you didn't like? Me. You're not going to like me, then you're not going to like me. I don't want you to not like somebody else who I ain't. Because it'll probably get a chance you won't like him either. So you may as well not like me. Why should I pretend to be somebody I'm not? Yes or no? And I know we come from different backgrounds, and I'm hard to get to know sometimes. And my talk is funny, and I'm a little bit rough. I get that. But at the end of the day, when you leave, you go, well, at least we know him. Amen? Say. And I want to be a straight shooter. I screw it up and mess it up sometimes too. But I would like to know when I say something, you can say, well, that's what he said. That's what he meant. How about that? Yes or no? Real. Genuine. Not imaginary. The word real means not imaginary. Or I got this in, again, the Webster's. Help me with this. Not imaginary or ideal. Real doesn't mean ideal. Because I think sometimes we get that in our life. We don't measure up our past or whatever. You know, we, we can't have the ideal life. So what? You only have a short time on this planet. Why not be you, fearfully and wonderfully made? That's who I am. Amen. Say, yeah, fearfully and wonderfully made. Why are we trying to be somebody we're not? Why are we trying to reach some ideal that's not even you know, really true out there? It means, here's what the word real means. It means to be what? Say it with me. Transparent. What's the word transparent mean? Transparent means to pass light. 
It don't mean to pass gas. And a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of people are religious. It's like, woo, yeah, man, come on. Sort of stinks, you know what I'm saying? God didn't call us to be like that. He called the word is transparent. It means to pass light. That we pass the test of light. What did Jesus call us to be? He said, you are the what of the world. The what? And you don't, men don't hide their light under a, a bushel, their candle under a bushel, it says, or under a basket. But no, they put it on a, on a stick and it gives light to the whole room. They put it on a hill so it can be seen. What is he meaning there? I'm to be light. He means you're to be transparent. You're to, you're to show forth my grace in your life. How can I show forth his grace in my life if I'm trying to be somebody I'm not? Or am I ashamed of who I was? You know what? Before I came to Christ, I was a sinner who lived like sinners live. Some of us are better at it than others. But the bottom line is, I'm not ashamed of where I came from. I'm from Rockingham, North Carolina. I came from a broken family. Mom and Daddy didn't like each other. They both cheated on each other. They were drunks. It was a mess. I like to fight a lot. I got in a lot of fights. I like to play sports. I did that to, to sort of escape. When I played sports, I liked to hurt people. I don't know why. It was the way it was. And I played more baseball than anything. And it's hard to hurt people in baseball. You have to really work at it. <laughs> that was who I was. I got up to the bat. I didn't just want to hit a ball. If it didn't go out of the park, I wanted to take the third baseman's head off. Or hit it at his knee. I mean, that was just who I was. If you'd have gotten to know me, that's who I was. You'd have walked by me in the school and you'd have probably said, Man, he's a big joker. He looks like he's angry. That's who I was. And then crazy mama watching Billy Graham on TV. After partying with some friends, I came home and she said, we're going to church in the morning. And I cussed her out. And the rest is history. Amen. And Jesus came into our life a few weeks later. That's the story, amen? Do you have a story, a real story? Or is your story made up? Your story might not be as full of interesting, crazy stuff as my story. But your story is your story for His glory. Amen? So being real, that's what we're talking about. I know I'm taking time today, Raj. He's back there panicking on me probably. He's like, what are you doing? This is not even the message. means passing the light. Real means obvious. It means obvious. But so many people feel put off by church people. They feel put off by church. They call church people fakes, frauds, Pharisees. Is that the truth or am I making that up? Alright? A lot of men particularly, that's why men and I get along really good. Because a lot of men don't go at all. Period. Most churches, 20% are men. 20 to 30%. I'm going to tell you right now, that is not the truth here at Fellowship Church. You hear me? Yeah, come on, we ought to praise the Lord. That ain't the truth. We got, we got as many men here or more men here as we do women. Okay? And, and either way, guys, I'm just saying, I don't know, I think women are more patient. They try harder or something. But we just like, hey, if it's like that, I quit. You know what I'm saying? But here we want to be real. Got that? Yes or no? Okay? You're you, I'm me, and that's okay. You're screwed up and I'm screwed up. He ain't. So that's our goal right there. Be real. Keep looking. So it's to be genuine, real. 
True, true. Can people meet you? Can they walk away saying, you know what? Yeah, that guy's true. He's a straight shooter. He's a straight arrow. He's real. Here it means this word. Here's what real means. Say it with me. Sincere. Now back in the days, the old days of antiquity, back in the Bible days, pottery, they could tell a fake by holding it up to the light. And they would put this kind of wax on the broken pottery. And it looked just, oh, it's a genuine, it's real. But you'd hold it up to the light. And you could see the cracks where they'd put the wax. And that's where the word crackpot comes from. Do <laughs> you know a lot of people say about Christians that they're crackpots? You know what they're saying down deep? They're not sincere. You listening today or not? I don't know about you. I'm 55. I'll be 56. How much time do I have left? I have no idea. But I sure don't want to spend it with a bunch of crackpots. I don't want to spend the rest of my life. Well, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I want to be with real people. And if they come in with a bunch of mess and junk in there, that's okay. That's who they are. Amen? So, but I'd like to be with some real people who really aren't just playing the game. Does that make sense or not? I'm not an idiot, though. I realize that. You have that in church. It's okay. I understand that. I'm grown enough to deal with that. But guys, I, man, we love Jesus. We love people. I like that it really means something here. You hear me today or not? Okay? And it's powerful. Did you know I can take this no matter where I go with me, anywhere I go? I can go to, to Avon, Colorado, and Vail, Colorado. I can go anywhere. I can meet at a pizza place just sitting there by myself and a young waitress who's a single parent who's got a kid. Their rent's so high she can't afford it. She'll just start opening up to me. And I can minister to somebody I don't even know because she sees me as approachable and real. You understand that? And that's not bragging. It's the truth. You hear me? What makes me special? Nothing. We all have a story. We all have a life. We all can help. We all can, we can do, guys. You'll unleash who you really are if you live a life of transparency. Okay? Let's go. Here we go. So there's one man in the New Testament. Help me now. I think I'm putting you to sleep or something this morning. Here we go. There's one man in the New Testament. Actually, there's two, but there's one in particular. This man, this man is the man Peter. The Lord seemed to put the spotlight on him so we could be challenged and we could be encouraged to live in what? Reality and what? Transparent. Why did he do that? Why did he do that with Moses? Moses was a sinner, man. Moses did what? Moses was a blank. Tell me. Murderer. Okay? David was a what? Blank. Fill it in. Murderer and a what? Adulterer. Okay? Jacob was a what? He was a crook. He was a trickster. That's what his name means. Supplanter. Abraham, the father. Abraham. He was a blank. Fill it in. Abraham was a blank. Liar. Y'all didn't know all this, did you? The apostle Paul. The apostle Paul was a what? Murderer. Persecutor Christian. Evil man. These are the guys that God chose to use. 
That seems crazy that he would use guys like that to have these kind of stories. It's not about showing them off. It's about showing him off. Amen, say. But we've got it all screwed up. It's about, look at me. Look at me. I'm better than you. And we don't say it like that, but that's the thing we're giving off. It's not the plan. We're to give him the glory. So, he chose this man, Peter. Simon Peter was his name. Simon Peter. Let's go now. We're going to roll, Rod. Push me, buddy. From hearing to rock solid. Simon Peter. Who was Peter? Why did he choose Peter? Now listen. You know why? Because he thought and responded just like you and me. He thought just like you and me. He responded just like you and me. That's the man Jesus chose as the leader of his disciples. And he chose others like him. To, to, to get out the gospel and to be the ones that would spend three, three years with it. So, he responded just like you and me. What do I mean by that? Well, I've looked at it. He asked a lot of questions. Peter's always asking stuff. Boy, I hate that. I'm going to pop somebody in the head sometimes. Just shut up. It's who he was. Who he was. Keep looking. He was fearful. He was. You can see it in the scriptures many times. He's, he's quick to respond. He was fearful. He was pushy. Wait a minute. Are you going to find yourself on the screen? I hope you are. You're up here somewhere. You ask a lot of questions. You're fearful. Are you pushy? He was emotional. Now, emotional don't mean a crybaby. I'm talking about this guy could get angry. And he was a fisherman, and he could wield a knife, a fishing knife. And that is not just a little knife. It's a machete. I've done a whole message on that knife. It's crazy. It's a machiris sword. It's not a sword like this. It's a sword shorter that he could do with fish and he could deal with you. That's who he was. He was tough. I believe it. He lacked faith. Many times. We just have a few instances in the Bible. Peter was a man who lacked faith. I can really relate to him on that one. He was self-centered. I mean, these should be disqualifying things, right? Let's see if we're going to hire this guy for our company. Wait. Ask a lot of questions. He's going to drive us nuts. He's fearful. He doesn't have any courage. Wait a minute. He's pushing. You sure want to hire him? He was emotional. That was a nut. He, he didn't believe. I mean, he was all about himself. He would get angry. No, you didn't get the job. Aren't you glad Jesus doesn't check out on us? Be real. Be who you are. Oh, by the way, try to fix all these things by yourself. Yeah. He can help you. He cussed. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> I've said before, the longer I live, the more I understand why curse words were invented. And I mean that to be true. I mean, I think some things just are just terrible. Some bad situations you go through, and I'm not saying it's right, but I sure can understand why they were invented. You understand or not? And I, I honestly, I'm not saying to be real you need to go around cussing. But I do think that to be so spiritual when hard things happen to you and put on plastic and act like that you're not affected by it is not being transparent. You understand? Now, I don't say go around like a crybaby. I'm not saying that. But listen, people need to see us that we are real. We're not superhuman, okay? I've got flesh still. I do have the spirit, but I've still got this other stuff hanging on me too. And it's rough. I think you can win more people to the Lord by doing that than trying to put on this. Y'all hear me or not? 
I'm not saying don't try to put a smile on it. I understand. I do that. I'm going to try to smile. That comes from the Lord helping me. But, but you've got to be strategic in knowing, too, man, when you just need to just, hey, it ain't smiling time. You hear me or not? So he cussed. We saw that. And he cussed at a pretty bad situation, didn't he? Yes or no? I just think if Peter cussed right there, when the Lord, when he's being asked, does he know the Lord? That's when he cussed and swore. I got a feeling he probably cussed some other time. That's just my, you know, idea. What do you think? And he was a fisherman from Galilee. Most fishermen I know, they got a problem with cussing. I'm just saying. But the Lord works in our life. He takes us right where we are. Don't think I'm saying keep cussing and being like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But don't try to get all that fixed and somehow think you're a Christian. Being a Christian is believing in Christ and putting your faith in Christ and then letting His grace and His mercy work in your life and change you. Amen. That's what we're talking about. He broke promises. So He was. I'll never do that. I'll never leave you. I'll ne- Liar. He did. This is who he is. Anyway, he denied that he even knew the Lord. And here's the thing. This is who Jesus chose to be the leader. How would you feel if you were retiring and you put your, hand, your company into God's hands like this? Say, how would you feel? Say, guys. Some of you are CEOs, you've had companies, you've had places of management and leadership, and ladies, you understand? You're going to give it to somebody like that? That's who he chose. Real. He saw something we couldn't see. Peter is real. Peter is real. I can work with this guy. He felt horrible and useless. How many have just felt so bad at times you just could hardly function? Can I see your hand? I mean, you just felt horrible. You couldn't even make it, man. He did. And he did right there when the Lord was, it was like, you're the one in charge now. I'm like, whammo, he ain't worth a dime. But he was real. Peter was just like most Christians. He was both carnal and spiritual. Say that with me. Peter was just like most Christians. Say it with me. He was both what? Carnal and one more time. He was both carnal means you're not doing the right thing. You're led of the flesh. You're letting that get the best of you. And of course, spiritual is you're led of the spirit and doing the right things. Guys, Peter was just like that. Guess who else is just like that? Pastor Gary's just like that. Guys, I struggle. Sorry, I struggle. And sometimes I talk about it. I was in Colorado this week, and uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago, and I've been married to Kim coming up on five years. And I was deeply hurt in my marriage prior for 28 years. Destroyed me, killed me. I wanted to take my own life. And so just to turn over and try to have a new life is not easy. How many would agree with that? You know what I'm talking Okay, there you go. There you go. That's being real, guys. It's not easy. Kim's a beautiful person. You couldn't get a nicer person on the planet than Kim Clark. Did you know that? Say, who in the world wouldn't just love Kim? Kim's not the one with the problem. 
Gary is. You understand or not? And so, I didn't go out there just by myself to be by myself this time. That wasn't the point. She had stuff and the kids and we had stuff like that. But it was very good for me to go out there and to see from a distance how awesome she is. Are y'all listening or not? To see, God, you took the crappy stuff in my life. And look what you did. It's incredible. Gave me the perfect person on the planet for me. Isn't that beautiful or what? I love that. And I, and I could talk to her over the phone. You know, and I was away from her. And guess what? Could not wait to see her when I got home yesterday. I told her, when I see you, I'm going to lick your whole face. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, stay away. But I just, I just, I said other things too, but you don't want to hear that. But the point is, the thing is, though, guys, that is the truth. Pray for Pastor Gary. Pray for me. Pray for me and Kim. How many know, again, what that's like to be in a relationship, to be deeply wounded, deeply hurt, and it's just not that simple to start over again. Is that true? And how many of you know what I'm talking about, and you still have to keep working at it pretty hard? Can I see some hands? You just have, don't you? And that's okay. That's okay. You might say, I can't believe you say that. You might not want to come back after hearing me say that. Well, so what? At least you know me. Amen. Say. And I hope that you won't throw me out with the trash because I talk like that. Because when I talk like that, I'm helping people. Amen? Say. It's okay. And the beautiful thing is God is patient with us. Thank God Kim's patient with me. And our relationship just keeps growing growing and getting better and better. I think that's the way it's supposed to be, amen? And I'm just so glad. God's good to me. So, Peter was real. Now, Roger, I know I took a lot of time. We're going to go to the Scriptures, and I'm going to make this pretty quick, buddy. So let's look at Simon Peter. I spent a lot of time spending the day putting that series, sermon series together this morning, but we're going to look at four things, buddy, and we're just going to push me with that. Can we do that? You ain't the problem, are you, buddy? I know. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Simon was a common name. There are at least seven Simons in the Bible, in the Gospels mentioned. Seven of them. It's a very common name. Simon Barjona was his full name. It meant Simon, the son of Jonah or the son of John. Very common. We know nothing else about his parents. We know nothing of his parents. All right? So, quite frankly, if you've got a great heritage and pedigree and you're bragging all about it, ah, whatever, keep going. The name Simon means hearing. Simon Peter, his name Simon means hearing. The title of our message is From Hearing to Rock Solid. The name Simon means hearing. Jesus called him what? His name was Simon, which means hearing. Jesus called him what? Peter. Simon, who also he named Peter. So he called him Simon Peter. Keep looking. So Simon means what? Peter means what? Simon means? Peter means? Peter was both carnal, hearing, but not doing. Peter means what? Rock, spiritual, following the Lord. Guys, that's called real. Hearing and rock. 
That's where we are in life. Hearing and rock as a Christian. Hearing and rock. Hearing and rock. How many feel like you're, you're like that? So hearing and I hear it. I know what to do it. I don't do it. I can hear it, but I don't do it. Hearing. The goal is from hearing to rock solid, baby. That's where God wants to take us to rock solid. And you've got to be real if you're going to get there. So, the word in the word, the word of Peter or rock in the Greek is petros. It means piece of a rock or stone. That's where I'm sorry the Catholic Church has it wrong. We're not worship. Peter's not at the gates. We don't worship St. Peter. That's, you, you understand that? Okay? When he's got the keys and all that. Listen, listen, listen. Je, listen, Jesus didn't come down the cross so he could turn everything over to Peter. Got it? Yes or no? Y'all understand that? Say. It's still all about Jesus. It'll always be about Jesus. You understand? He was a piece of that rock. He was, he was off of that rock. He was standing on that rock. Amen? You're the rock, he says. Who, who am I? He, says, you're, he said, you're the rock. Okay? And he said, the gates of hell should not prevail. Okay? But the point is, we're not to worship Peter. And I got a little sideways right there. But the point is, his name means rock. Piece of rock or stone. In Aramaic, his name is Cephas. In the Bible, you'll see Peter, Cephas, Simon. Who is this guy? All the same guy. All right, but that's just what his name means. Cephas means the same thing as Petros, which is the same thing as Peter. Okay? Jesus changed Simon's name to what it should be. That's the deal. If he's going to be who he really needs to be and who he can be, all he can be, he's got to be real. We picked a real guy. But you got to go from just hearing, buddy, to really believing and putting your faith in me. And you're going to be the rock you never thought that you could be. If people would have looked at my mama and... Clark, that waitress who works and is wild and, you know, drinks when she goes home and she can't stand up straight and wobbles off the bed, you would never have thought that woman could become the Christian that she became. She would like this room. Mama's in heaven watching. She loves this message right now. But uh, she, would, she would walk. If she walked in this room, she would light up this room. She smiled. She talked. She loved you. She was awesome. She went from hearing to being what? A rock. But she went through the process called real. Hearing's one thing and being rock solid is another, guys. And that's the journey that we're on. That's what we want to be. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You're going to be unstable flowing from carnal to spiritual. The goal is to, to come over here. Amen? But you're not going to get there by being a fake. You've got to be real if you're going to get there. Wherefore, lay apart filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Look at this scripture. Be ye what? Be ye what? Doers of the what? Word and not what? Simon only. Be doers of the word. Be, be people, who are, people that are on the rock. And don't just be hearers only. Deceiving your own what? And that's why we're not real. That's why we're not transparent. We're deceiving ourselves. We think we're spiritual when other people, especially lost people, can see that guy is so full of bull. Amen or oh me? Say. I don't want him saying that about me. Or you. If any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, if you're just always hearing, but you're not doing, you're caught up here in the carnal. Listen, you're like a man that looks in the natural face in the glass in a mirror and you, you leave and you forget who you are. 
Okay, you go your way and you forget what manner man he was. Verse 25, whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty, the Word of God, and you continue there in the, in the ways of God, listen, and don't and not be a forgetful hearer. Don't be a forgetful hearer, but be a doer of what you've seen in the Word. This man shall be what? Blessed. That's our goal, guys. You can't end run becoming a rock by being a phony. Amen? It comes through real. It is what it is. You deal with life. Life is tough at times, but you deal with it in reality. And God is with you, and He can make you into just a champion. You're more than a conqueror through Him. So that's what Peter became. His name always appears first, in case you're wondering if he really was the leader. His name always appears first when the 12 disciples are mentioned in the Bible. Okay? Now, the names of the 12 apostles, for example, the first is what? Simon, which is also going to go what? Because he's like a little crazy. But anyway, keep going. Keep looking. Peter stands out as the leader and the spokesman. There's no doubt about it when you read your New Testament. The twelve are also arranged in three groups of four disciples. When you read your Bible, there's three groups mentioned at different times. Like this, just reading. But you'll see that Peter's always mentioned first in his group. What does that mean? I like he's the leader to me, no matter where you find him. And of the three groups, Peter's name is always mentioned first. Just interesting trivia in case you're ever out sometime. Here we go. So Peter, from what? Hearing to what? Now let me stop. Does that make sense why we called it that today? From hearing to rock solid. Simon, hearing, Peter, rock. And Jesus called it Peter. Living a life of transparency. Whew, if we're going to be real and transparent in our Christian life, we have got to make the move from Simon to Peter. You've got to make the move from what? Say it with me. From what? Simon to what? The more real you're going to be as a believer in Christ, a follower of Christ, a, a person who's walking in his steps, the goal is to be able to move from hearing to, to rock solid. But you're not going to get there by shortcuts. You must be real. And I hate to tell you this, that reality in the Christian life so often comes through pain. Sorry. Okay? That's why they call it growing what? Yeah, I hate it. There are four things in Luke 5 that helped him go from Simon to Peter. And Roger, I'm just going to read them. I've already preached. But don't miss this. It came to pass. This is Jesus coming to Peter, meeting Peter. This is where they first started. I want you to see it. I want you to see this man. This is our beginning. If you want to go from hearing to... To a rock. If you want to go from Simon to Peter, this is the first four steps. It came to pass that as the people pressed upon Jesus to hear him speak, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two ships or boats that were standing out in the lake or the Sea of Galilee. It's six by 13 miles long. The fishermen were going out of them and they were washing their nets. They're done. He entered into one of the boats, which was who? Simon's. And what's his name mean? Hearing. And he prayed him. He didn't pray to him. He's requesting of him. That's what the word means, the old King James. That he would take the boat and thrust out a little further. Would you take me right out? You know, thrust out there and I'm going to get in the boat. We're going to go out there. And so he did. He sat down and taught the people out of that little boat. Y'all get the picture here yesterday? There's people on the shore. Perfect. Great amplification. I've been out there. Amplification. I've been there many times singing out there, speaking. It's incredible. And they pull that boat off a little bit and the people are on the shore. That's what's happening. And so, how do you go from Simon to Peter? Jesus met him where he was. He was who he was. 
Here's how you go. This is just Clark talking, but I think it's pretty good. Number one, say that with me. You can... One more time. You can... One more time. Okay? You can use my boat. Now, when he left speaking, so the number one thing, number one, let's hit it. You can use my boat. If you want to go from hearing to rock solid, you need to be real. God wants to use you. He wants to use you. You mean me? Me who's screwed up? Me who's been this way? Me who's been strung out? Me who's this? Me who's that? God wants to use you. Will you let him? Will you let him? Will you let him say? Will you let him? Will you let him use you? I'm no good. Will you hush your mouth? Say. Will you say, you can use my boat? Will you quit arguing with him? He wants to show grace in your life. Will you just hush up? You can use my boat. Number one. Number two. When he had left speaking, he said unto who? Which means what? Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a big catch of fish. Had they been fishing all the, all the time? Were they done fishing and washing their nets? Nothing worse than telling somebody after they're done, let's go again. It's horrible. And you know what Simon said unto Jesus? This is not a spiritual guy. This is just a normal Joe. He says, Master, we've toiled all night long. It might be the way he talked. And we didn't catch anything. And he does this for a living. Say that last part with me. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. So point number one, you can use my boat. Number two, at your word I will. Let God take you in the boat you're in, your life, give it to Him. And instead of arguing with the Bible, start doing it. Who, me? I can't, I ain't never done that. Didn't ask you if you've ever done it. How about start right now? As a believer in Christ, at your word I will. And see what you might can do with him and him in your heart and on your side. Y'all listening or not? Pretty simple message, ain't it? This country. Number three. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, and they caught so many fish the net broke. Now point number one is you can use my boat. This is a guy that wasn't spiritual, wasn't religious. He's not used to any of this stuff, this crazy stuff, preaching, hearing the preaching, people coming to the Lord. Look at all this. Now we're going, now he's going to go fishing with my net. And now they caught so many fish, the net breaks. They had to call for their people, their bar partners that are over there thinking they're crazy because they've done fish talking. Now they come, they're nuts. Now they caught so many fish, they come help them. They came, they fill both boats with fish that both of them so full, flopping around. Them things are about to sink. That's a haul, baby. And when Simon Peter, uh-oh, hearing rock, when hearing rock, when hearing rock, because we're getting some movement now, aren't we, in his life? A little bit of movement. When old hearing rock saw it, he did what? He fell down at Jesus' knees. I just don't too, know too many fishermen. I see those guys as pretty tough, pretty, pretty rough guys. Here's a guy like that who's obviously a natural leader. 
He falls down at this guy's knees. And he says, depart from me. I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Say that with me. Depart from me. I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished of all that were with him. And all that were with him, everybody, at the drought of fishes that had been taken. Keep looking. So was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto them, Simon, fear not. From henceforth, you're going to catch men. This is a great story or what? I love this. It's pretty simple. You can use my boat. At your word, I will. Number three, if you want to go from hearing to real, I'm from hearing to rock and be real. Say that with me again. I am a sinful man, oh Lord. I'm just saying it straight. Cut the crap. Quit it. Quit playing the game. You'll never go from over here to real if you don't realize you are wrong. And you need help. And he's there to help you. This is the right way. That's the wrong way. This is the way you're supposed to. Yeah, but I've always done it this way. Well, you need to do it my way. Because your way is the wrong way. Simple. Amen or oh me? Realize that. Acknowledge your weakness. Acknowledge your shortcomings. That's called being real and transparent. And when they brought their ships to land, say that part with me. They what? And they did what? It's a great message. I love this little simple kids type message. Here's point number four. Forsake all. I forsake all and follow you. Say that with me. I forsake all and follow you. So how do I go from Simon to Peter? How do I go from hearing to rock solid? How do I become a person who's real? Number one, I'm going to review one more time. Number one, you can use my boat. Number two, at your word I will. What you say. Number three, when I hear what you say and I read what you say, I'm going to see who I really am. I'm a sinful man, O oh Lord. And I'm going to get down at his knees. Number four, I'm going to forsake all. I'm going to follow him. Amen? I guarantee it. If you do this, God will take you from Simon to Peter. He'll take you from hearing to rock solid. Amen? I'm done, Rod. Just thank, his, thank the Lord for his word this morning. Amen? I got to quit. This is long, man. I'm dying. Woo! Amen!